Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast for fans by a fan of the Houston Astros. Here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. It is March 1st. February is over. Flip the calendar. It is now March. And what happens in March? Well, about 20-something days away... It will be opening day. It'll be real baseball, competitive baseball, meaningful baseball. The Astros open up a four-game series with the Angels at home, which is exciting. First game's on Thursday. Now, I've never been to an opening day, and I've always wanted to go to an opening day, and I would still love to go to an opening day. However, living out of town... I'd have to take a couple days off to make that happen. And I guess if I wanted to do it bad enough, I would take it off. But I guess I don't. I guess I don't want that bad enough. And here's why. Here's why. I thought about this earlier. So when you go to opening day, it's got to be exciting. I can't judge it totally. I see it on TV. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's exciting. You can see it. It's not the same as a regular game. It looks like something I'd want to do. However, when the game starts and you're in your seat, I don't imagine it feeling any different than the game you can watch on Saturday. I just can't imagine it. And the experience that I'll use and the example that I'll use is in 2017 when I went to the World Series. Now, when we walked up to the stadium... There were tons and tons of people and tons of things going on. It was packed. When you get inside, you have those standing room only seats that are all sold out. There are people everywhere. God forbid you get hungry or you need to use the restroom. It was packed. But this is what I'm saying. Now, I knew I was at a World Series and I knew I was excited and it was an amazing experience. But... And maybe it's because my the game was one-to-one. It was the boringest game of the entire World Series. It was one-to-one, Springer had a home run, and then Ken Giles blew it in the ninth. And I think we lost five-to-one. But I'm not, I, I don't know if it's because that's what kind of game it was. But honestly, once the game started, you're in your seat. I mean, the house was packed. 
But it was just a baseball game. It wasn't, I mean, it was, I don't want to downplay it, but I mean, I knew what the stakes were, and I knew it was the World Series, but you're watching a baseball game. I still love it. But anyway, that's what I assume. I assume opening day would be pretty awesome, but maybe it wouldn't be worth the the, the three times tickets, the uh, jacked up prices. So anyway, the Astros have been playing some spring training games. The last podcast was on the 24th, so we'll go over the six games they had Monday through Saturday. We'll close out February. Now, I took some notes, and they're not thorough notes. I'm not going to get deep into this like I would in the regular season. But let's look at what's been happening. Monday, the Astros played the Tigers... The Astros won 11-1, Brian Abreu, two innings, no hits, no runs, four strikeouts, and he did not walk anyone. The Astros scored five runs in the seventh, three runs in the ninth. They had four home runs. Miles Straw went two for three with a home run. Alex Bregman went one for two, and Corey Jolks had a grand slam. Tuesday, the Astros played the Marlins, and they lost 7-4. And let me say this, like I did last year. It doesn't matter if they lose. It doesn't matter at all. Bialek went two innings, three hits and two runs. I have a lot, I had a lot of uh, faith in this guy. This is someone I thought was going to come up and do good, and that wasn't a great outing. Wednesday, they lost 7-5. to five to St. Louis. Urquidy won the third inning, two hits and two runs, and he walked a guy, struck out a guy. He gave up a homer. Not a great outing. Uh, Miles Straw, two for three, three RBIs, two homers. We'll talk about Miles Straw later. Uh, Joe Smith, no hits and no runs, and his one inning of work. Thursday, five to five. They tied with the Nationals. Christian Javier with another start. Two innings, one hit, one run, which was a homer. Four strikeouts. Yuli Gurriel went two for two. Friday, they defeated the Miami Marlins, six to four. Zach Grinke's first start of the spring. Two innings, one hit, one run. Three strikeouts. Michael Brantley, one for two with a walk, and he scored twice. Saturday, against the Mets. The Astros lose 2-1. to one. Framer Valdez gets the start. Two and two-thirds innings. He gives up two hits, no runs, and he walks two batters. So we take a look at the stats. I don't have a whole lot of stats, but I'm just going to share them with you. The home run leader, Miles Straw. He has two regular home runs and one inside-the-park home run. The guy's having a great spring. And like I said, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. RBIs, you got Adams, Jolks, and McCormick, and Straw with four each. Jolks and McCormick both had grand slams so far this spring, and that's why they have four RBIs. Michael Brantley is three for four. Garrett Stubbs is three for four. And Miles Straw Again, I talked about Miles Straw again, 4 for 10. He's having a great spring. I'm going to I'm going to give you some stats from some pitchers, but I'm going to give you 
the stats of the guys that have pitched the most innings or the guys that you might want to hear about. So Brian Abreu, four and two-thirds innings so far, only one hit, eight strikeouts and two walks. Framber Valdez, the same, four and two-thirds innings, two hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts. Blake Taylor, our new guy, four innings pitched, 4.1 actually, two hits, four walks, four strikeouts. Austin Pruitt, another new guy, three innings, in his one game of action, he allowed one hit. And I wrote this guy down because he, oh yeah, we're going to talk about him later too. Force Whitley, one and two-thirds inning, two hits, three runs, one walk, one strikeout. Not good. So the Corey Jolks guy that had the grand slam, I wanted to look him up, see how close he was to being a guy and how good he was doing. So in Corpus, he made it up to Corpus last year and played two game, 10 games and had a 162 batting average. So this is probably not someone we're going to be hearing from this year. Chaz McCormick, he was in Corpus and Round Rock. 53 games in Corpus, 57 in Round Rock. Uh, he had a 277 batting average in Corpus, 262 in Round Rock. 10 homers, 44 RBIs for Round Rock. Now this sounds like a guy we might hear from. So we'll see. So anyway, we're going to go to page two when we get back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, folks, we're back, and guess who else is back? Today is March 1st, and March 1st is also the debut of Lance McCullers Jr., He had Tommy John surgery last year. He was out all season, and we're all pretty excited about him coming back. He's going to be a big part of the success of the team. I think his success will carry over to the team. I think we really need him. I think he's going to be a big part. You have two seasoned veterans, Grinke and Verlander, in front of him, and then you have Urquidy, who who knows if he can repeat what he did last year. And then at the end, you'll have another guy, James Pruitt or Framber Valdez. So I think that middle guy, he's going to have to be successful. So I think it all depends on him. I know he's not going to pitch a ton. They might skip starts. or I don't know exactly how they're going to go about this, but he's, he's going to be on a pitch count. I don't know if it's going to be by game or just skip some games or whatever. But I know... I know I'm counting on Greenkey and Verlander to be good like they've always been. And I'm just you just have to count on that. You just have to say, I know they're going to be good. And then I know Verlander was scratched from his first start, but hopefully he's okay. Greenkey looked good. Uh, but I don't know. I really do think you've got two veterans on one side and not-so-veterans on the other side, and he's right there in the middle. And we know he can do it. But it's just about his health. Can he stay healthy? So last year, if I don't know if you saw this, but there was this gif, the little video about uh, involved JT Realmuto, and there was this big dude, big tall guy, running full speed sprint out of the bullpen, and JT Realmuto is just shaking his head. 
And I remember that happening. And the other day, I logged into Twitter, and I saw a video with our announcers, a big, tall guy running full speed in an Astros uniform. And it made me laugh. Because a couple of episodes ago, I told you the Astros picked up Jared Hughes. And I think it was a minor league contract. And I predicted that he would be on the roster. and But I didn't know that was him. I had no idea that Jared Hughes, the six foot seven relief pitcher, was the same guy that was sprinting out of the dugout. I had no idea that was him. So that is something, if he makes the team, that... I think, honestly, if he does good, that sprint to from the bullpen to the mound, I think that'll pump the crowd up. I think it'll be a good thing if it works out. So anyway, let me get to this. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know one thing that I like to do is answer questions. And I don't get a lot of questions from you guys, so what I like to do is hijack Brian McTaggart's mailbag. Sometimes I'll give you my answers and compare them to his, but this episode, you're just going to get mine. So let's see what happens. So first question, who will be more likely to make an impact in 2020? And the choices are Christian Javier, Brian Abreu, and Forrest Whitley. Well, you can... I'm just going to say, his track record and the first game that he's pitched so far, I would take Whitley out of that. Um, Abreu is usually a starter, and I think they're going to use him in the pen. I predicted him to make the roster. I think that was before they picked up Hughes, and and it seemed like there was three open spots in the roster. So I, I kind of predicted this guy would make it, and he's looking good. He's looking really good. And uh, Christian Javier, he's made some starts, and he's looked good as well. But the guy out of those three to, ha- to, to make an impact, I think Javier and Abreu, I think all three of them, to be honest with you. If Forrest Whitley can turn things around, I think all three of them have a chance to make an impact. But if I had to pick one, I would say Abreu. And I think that's just too easy of an answer. But Javier looked pretty good. So the second one says, Kyle Tucker is hitless. What kind of year are you expecting from him? I expect him to have just as good as a year as he did in September. Hopefully, he'll be ready. Hopefully, he can pick up where he left off. I'm not expecting him to struggle, but you never know. So it says, what is the dark horse position player and pitcher for you to make the roster. If that's coming out of spring training, like I already think Abreu is going to make it. I think, I think uh, I predicted Miles Straw to make it. So if I had to say a dark horse, who could be the dark horse, I would go with what we talked about last time. And I would say, uh, I would say Garrett Stubbs. I think he has a chance to be the dark horse. I think the position players are pretty wrapped up. 
It's it's probably just a competition between Straw and Stubbs, but I give it to I give it to Straw. So if I had to pick a dark horse, then I would say Garrett Stubbs. And the pitcher, like I said, Brian Abreu, I already picked him to make it. So dark horse, would my dark horse be Jared Hughes? I mean, he got a minor league contract. I think if he made the roster, that would be a dark horse, wouldn't it? Okay, so it says, with a strong spring training, could Miles Straw become an everyday player? He has three home runs already, an inside-the-park home run, and I believe when he did the inside-the-park inside home run that it was like the fastest around the bases ever recorded. I saw a story that said he was officially the fastest guy in baseball, but no, no. I mean, if Rhett, if he did, if he just kept doing great, and Tucker and Reddick just did horrible, maybe. But no, you've got he's got a you got Reddick who's going to make like thirteen or fifteen million. You've got Tucker who just lost his rookie status. These guys are going to be sharing time. Miles Straw is like I said in the 26-man roster episode about a month ago. It might have been... I think it was a month ago. He's going to be the new Jake Marisnik. Uh Will the Astros pick up an experienced catcher? No. I don't know... I don't even know why that's even a question. They got Garneau as the backup, and they've got Machete. They decided to go with Machete. Defensive catcher, that's what they're doing. I don't see... How they would do that. I mean, the question doesn't specify if it's, a, uh, if it's now. If, they, if it's now, no. If for some reason there's a good catcher available at the trade deadline, then maybe. But so right now, no. So there was a story on MLB.com, or Astros.com, actually. No, it was MLB. It said... A memorable, okay, it said a memorable cult hero from every team. And when I see stories like this, I always like to ponder before I open it. I wonder who they're going to say. I wonder who they're going to talk about. Who do they pick to be the Astros' number one memorable cult hero? For the Astros, it was Jose Lima. He had a 6.24 ERA in 57 games in Detroit, and he came to Houston in a big mega nine-man trade deal. He was in the bullpen for the Astros his first season, and then the next two years, he went nuts. 16-8 with a 3.70 ERA in 98, 21-10 with a 3.58 ERA in 99, and he made the all-star game, and he was fifth in the Cy Young voting. From a guy that was a throw-in piece to turning into that. Now, the next season, the Astros moved to Enron Field, which we all know as Minute Maid Park, and he gave up 48 home runs. So he was successful because of the stadium he was playing in, but Minute Maid Park, a.k.a. Uh, Enron Field, he couldn't keep the ball in. 
48 home runs. He was 7-16. and 16. He ended up going back to Detroit, and then he actually had a decent season with the Dodgers. It said he even won a playoff game, and then he passed away of a heart attack at the age of 37. And one thing about Jose Lima that I'll never forget, and I can hold this, I, I can have this in a memory, is that he gave my daughter that baseball in, it had to have been 90s, it had to have been 98 or 99. He gave her the baseball and Billy Wagner signed it for me. And I called him, Lima, Lima, get Billy Wagner. I could have had him sign that ball. But one thing I do have that just hit me now, he gave that ball to my daughter. And he also, so he held that ball in his hand. So Jose Lima will always be in my memories. I'll never forget him. So let me tell you a quick story before I go. This podcast episode, God, I keep saying podcast. But this episode is going to be a little lopsided. It's going to be a little heavy on the on the second half. Hopefully I don't ramble on too long. But earlier th- earlier today, my wife came in the room. She had woken up before me. And she came in and she said, I feel so bad for these guys. They're, these people are, are heckling them. They're heckling our players and they're banging on trash cans and they're doing all this stuff. Like, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for these guys. And she's like, why didn't A.J. Hinch stop this? Why didn't he stop them? And I said, he tried. He banged two monitors. He, he wanted them to stop. They just wouldn't do it. And so she said something to me that actually inspired me to write a story on that Astros fanatic page. But she said something to me that I never even thought of. I never even thought of this. My wife, the baseball mind, folks. She said, why didn't he just tell them what what could have happened if they got caught? He could have told them your reputation's going to be ruined. Like, just think about, set them down and tell them all these things are going to, what could go wrong? Like, somebody finds out about this, no one's going to respect you. Everything you do, no one's going to give you credit for it. And that's exactly what happened. People are trying to say Altuve's not the MVP, and people are saying that we are not the champions, and they're also saying we cheated in 2019 when we didn't because of what they did. Someone should have told these guys the consequences of their actions. Maybe, maybe that would have helped. Maybe if Luna would have gave that letter to Hinch, maybe. Maybe he could have said, look, your reputations are going to be tarnished. I'm going to lose my job. You guys need to stop doing this. But we'll never know. We'll never know why they didn't stop it. But anyway... I don't really want to talk about this the scandal and I kind of blew this segment part of the at the end of the episode. I kind of blew it. But it was a really good story. It was a really good story 
my wife is really upset that these guys... And, I mean, you see Bregman being interviewed the other day. I mean, you can barely hear the guy. He's so demoralized. These guys are getting hit. They lead the spring training and getting hit, and it's not as a big a deal as people are making it. But she just feels bad for him, and you can tell. It's like they, they, they feel so guilty. They feel so bad that when they... When you're interviewing them, they're not cocky. They're not the same guys. And that's what I wrote in that story, is the fun-loving, arrogant guys that we've grown to love, they're just they're introverted. They're just shy little guys now. Now, that might just be the things I'm seeing. I could be wrong. But, I mean, I saw... I'm just taking this off Alex Bregman's interview. The guy wouldn't even look at the screen, the TV... Or the camera, and he you could barely hear him. It's it just not the cocky, arrogant Alex Bregman I'm used to. And that that and that's that's kind of what I'm saying. That's what my wife said. She opened my eyes, and I thought it was cool. I thought it was very cool. I thought it was very cool. You, he he should have told him, look, this is what's going to happen if you get caught. But all they were thinking about is what they were getting from it. And then this story comes out. These guys did all this research from Tony Adams' uh, research that he did, and they came to the conclusion that it didn't even help. It didn't even help. And look what they've done to their reputation. Look what they've done, and look what they've done to us. If they could have went back in time and said, look, guys, if you get caught doing this, your team is going to be made fun of. Your team is going to get heckled. Your team is going to get put down and have nasty nicknames. And your fans are going to take a lot of abuse. They should have told them that. They should have told them what was going to happen to them. They should have told them everything that could go wrong. But will we really know if A.J. Hinch was really upset? Was he just upset that it didn't work one game? Was he just upset that there were, it was a big situation and they did it and it didn't work and he got mad and now he's saying, oh yeah, but I, I was mad. Because they're not going to tell on him. The only rat in that clubhouse was Mike Fires. So these guys can say whatever they want and they're going to back each other up. Like you saw Carlos Correa back up Altuve. And you know, think about this, folks. Think about it. And I'm rambling on and I'm ranting and I could actually feel myself getting mad. But Altuve looks like a, a lying criminal. Not a criminal, but... I mean, we love Altuve. We know that he has a great personality and he's a good guy. And they are dragging him through the mud. There was a guy yelling in the dugout today... You guys going to keep the trophy? You guys going to get back the trophy? You know what I'm saying? It's just going to keep... It's going to be a tough year, but I'm here. I'm going to go to the games. I'm going to watch them on TV. I'm going to do this podcast. I'm an Astro fan. I haven't given up on them, and I'm not going to give up on them. I'm upset with them, but I'm not going to give up on them. And don't give up on me, folks. Keep listening to the podcast. I promise... It'll get better. We'll see you next time. I appreciate all of you listening. Peace out.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of new episodes. Remember to give the five-star review to get your free sticker. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.